For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The elites have spoken. Trump, Brexit, and so much more prove the people can't handle the power. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And uh, that we are always focusing on the current events, the mainstream big stories. They don't really seem always like they're going straight to the heart of our liberties But my view of that big cable 24-7 news cycle is that it's all there to influence our opinion. And the opinion they want influenced is the stuff that's against our interests. If it's in our interests, they don't need to influence us. If it's against our interests, they need to put all the current events in a way that make us feel like we're doing the right thing or the right thing for us or kids or whatever. So... I look at all those current events as going straight to the heart of uh, the the liberties and protections that are enshrined in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution for us. And and that if they weren't after the there, if you, you'll notice a pattern with the stories, they're always after they're always trying to convince us that that the system, the fundamental legal principles, our foundational principles aren't adequate for this changing world. And you and you, this is my this is how I look at it and the question often comes up who are they? Is this you you act like there's some grand conspiracy that there's some big plot. Who are they? This is just a, a, a it's just the left versus the right and the pendulum swings and and some one person wins and then the other person wins and they're so incompetent they could never get it right all that stuff i don't believe i i think that there is a lot of competence in government and that and i and i use my favorite example is the faa the absolute total security of the uh, of the government regulated uh, american us run airlines they are they are it's darn near perfect maybe it's not the cheapest it could be but it's fantastic they can do it if they want and but that is a totally dictatorial system and that's what i think that there is i know that there's a level of of thinker of intellectual of political actor or even the kind of high cabal that churchill talked about there where the the power elite the uh maybe it's international finance maybe it's even above that they have an idea of how things have to work for them to have that kind of total control this central power this it's like a technocracy that they're after you cannot have uh you can't the government can't be so big and so powerful 
if it's purely democratic. It's like it's like the empire. It's like imperial policy. It's like when I have a problem with our foreign policy as being fundamentally at odds with the notion of self-governments. If you want to go into other countries, if you want to deal with geopolitics, that's too complicated. There's too much information for you to, as voters, really understand how to direct our actions in places thousands of miles away. You can't understand it. You can barely understand what's happening here. So there's a total disconnect between democracy and i i get everybody like loves to say we're not a democracy we're a republic whatever i would say that that we recognize objective law and we have people who we ask to kind of execute that or arbitrate that and that that those people are elected in a democratic process so we're basically however you look at it it's it's informed self-government is what we think we have and what we want. And to the extent we give our our uh, license to self-govern away to the government, to the uh, professional government, we have protections in place to keep that uh, them at bay and under control. But the way I see the big picture, the big operators operating is they need they they have all this power at the top it takes information and it takes control and it's not going to happen if they have to answer to us so democracy is a problem for them if it's effective but it's a benefit for them if it's uh if it gets us to think that we're engaging in it and in fact we have no power if it gets us to think that we're exercising our own desires and rules but in fact, they are influencing us to do what they want. And in their minds, they're doing it for our own good. And who is they? That is the question I want to address today. And uh, my producer, Binkley, is all, always ready with some real deep analysis, research, uh, smoking guns of who is they. And he goes, he really takes a deep dive into the deep state. So Binkley, I'm going to, I'm asking you to bring some of the great stuff that you've gotten recently. First of all, though, how are you? What's happening? I'm good. I'm feeling a little elitist after diving so deep into some of these <laughs> who are they questions. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking my analysis? No, I'm serious. You, you watch these panel discussions enough and you start to feel a little uppity. Oh, really? Yeah, because the thing is, they seem like, uh, you know, you know, they are not really answering to anybody. They're just talking to each other about how to control the world. That's yeah. the feeling I get. And when you when you think about the players who are involved in this, it's it just uh, amazing to me that they just get out there in plain sight and they talk about this stuff to each other, knowing that it'll never get picked up by mainstream media. It'll never uh, be analyzed by the pundits on Fox News at night where people are actually paying attention. So they get to say whatever they want and people like you will pick it up and uh, and bring it to maybe we'll maybe maybe the word will get out thanks to you. So I but but here was one thing that was really interesting to me about the stuff that you found is some of the people who were involved. And I know you pulled a lot of clips. I want to hear them. And the first one I want to um get to right now is the 
the Rothschilds want. So can you tell me like where, just uh, refresh my memory, what exactly is this circumstance and who is speaking? This is a panel discussion that happened last week at the Chatham House called Direct Democracy Participation Without Populism. Okay, let me just think about that for a second. (laughs) Direct democracy is participation without populism. Like, what do they exactly mean? I don't know if they say what they mean by populism, but I think what they mean is just... uh, is just the ignorant, knee-jerk, emotional trash who get to vote. Yeah. It's how I feel like. But I, I don't know why they even... Populism actually had a good connotation in, in some of the liberal circles because it was a kind of... It, it, it's what some of them thought of as a more... A better progressive, you know, better better sounding than progressive. I don't know, but like the idea, it, it was not demo- demonized. But now it sounds like they they think it's a bad thing because now it's like Trump related yeah. instead of uh, liberal. But yeah, okay. So it's this: um, they want direct democracy without populism. Direct democracy is when you vote on everything. You need a very educated, um, you know, you, you, the reason we elect people is so that you can have somebody dedicate all their time in serving your interest by being very limited in what in the, their power and just being held up there to kind of execute or define how you want the laws to work within you know limited strictly by the objective laws that are in the foundational documents but I don't think that's what they have in mind. They did mention that Pure direct democracy. I don't have a clip of this, but they said pure direct democracy would be just like social media. These attack mobs. Right. So I don't know what they're after, but let's listen to her bigger picture stuff. So let's start. And who is this? This is Lady Rothschild as an audience member at the panel discussion. Yeah, she's that's Lynn Lynn Rothschild, right? Oh, yeah. Lynn Rothschild. Yeah, she she was featured in one of those leaked uh, Hillary Clinton emails. So she's a good friend and supporter of Hillary Clinton. I think she spent her, her honeymoon with Evelyn de Rothschilds, her husband, third husband, and she's his third wife at the white, at the Clinton white house. So she's very connected. All right. So let's hear, let's hear what she has to say. Please tell us who you are. Hi, I'm Lynn Forrester de Rothschild. Um, So I think it is great and vital to to address democracy. But in thinking about this for a few years and more in the context of inclusive capitalism, I've come to believe that to talk about models of democracy is a little bit like rearranging the chairs on the deck of the Titanic. Um, for two reasons. One is that, is that we have seen in America and Britain that regular people aren't thinking uh, in this way. And how do ideas connect to them? Which leads me to my second and um, most important observation is that I think our problem is that we have accepted neoliberalism 
as an operating function for the social contract among all of us and our institutions. And basically, that needs to be replaced in, in the same way that it replaced what drove Keynes and government. Okay, so that is interesting in itself because the, the neoliberalism, if you look it up, it has a, in my opinion, like different people mean different things by it, but it, it really, I, I believe, means like this, like kind of the Reagan revolution on trying to have a little more economic liberty for the prosperity of all. And a lot of these people are really focusing on tearing down our fundamental architecture of laws, of economics. And they, and they're, and in my opinion, they're looking for reasons to do it, looking for reasons like social media, like um, AI, like automation, things that are going to replace the uh that 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 it just changed the world and so our laws have to change i disagree with that i want to hear the rest of what she has to say uh i think it's going to shock you let's take a break first um you can tweet at me at monica perez show monica perez well no one's going to top that on news 95.5 at am 750 wsb we're taking a deep dive into the deep state and listening to some of the really uh, offensive things that they say at the Chatham House, which is the mothership of the mothership. It's the place in England that spawned or is the sister of the Council of Foreign Relations who Hillary Clinton called the mothership. And we are listening to clips by Hillary's great supporter, Lynn Rothschild of the Rothschilds. So anyone who thinks there's a conspiracy, they usually think it starts with the Rothschilds. So, uh, so we've been listening to what she has to say and we've got a great like wrap up she thinks that we need like a complete restructuring of how the world works basically uh and uh, binkley you've got are you teed up i'm ready to go all right and then what did you say she called the people the uh she said during that last clip we played that regular people are not thinking in this way, the way that these elites are thinking. Right, so she's making a prescription for them. Let's mm -hmm. hear it. Pre-war, post-war. So, so I think what we, re we need to up our game in two ways. Intellectually, we need to think about how do we need to change our culture, our religion, our definition of happiness, our definition of success, so that it creates a world that responds to the people who feel so disenfranchised by these very, you know, uh, ivory tower conversations. And I think that's where we need to put our best thinking. All right, I think we need to really give that some time because She's talking about a, a fundamental restructuring of society. It almost reminds me of like one of the, like a brave new world or something where yeah. you, you change the world to change man himself. So I think we need to listen to that again. I also, I know you brought some clips from other like super uber elite billionaire types. And then the kind of uh, brass tax guy who tells us the tactics of how they're going to shape our thoughts so that their new democracy can 
yield better results than things like Trump and Brexit. So we've got we're going to replay that, but we've got so much more to come uh, right after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Wow, that was intense. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on WSB. And we are uh, well underway in a little expose of the, the deep state is really the international elite, in my opinion. It's not Obama holdovers, and it's not even simply American. So... Binkley, my trusty sidekick and producer, always digs deep and gets the best stuff from these think tank get-togethers where the Chatham House or the Council of Foreign Relations, the Brookings Institution, they all uh, get together and tell each other how they're going to run the world. And part of their discussion is sometimes how to get us to go along with it. So they look at democracy. I think I call democracy the new opiate of the masses because it makes you, uh, it neutralizes you by making you think that you are, you have a say or that if things aren't going the way you want them, it's somebody else's fault. But here are guys talking about how they're really manipulating it. And the big goal I think is uh, displayed by a clip we just played. It's real short. We'll replay that and then play some more of Linda Rothschild, who is a big, big supporter of Hillary Clinton. And of course, she is married to Evelyn Rothschild, who is of the famous, uh, timeless Rothschild banking house. And if you think that this is just like a Democrat thing, the Rothschild empire was also the banking house that Wilbur Ross, our Commerce Secretary, who, in his role as a Rothschild banker, if I'm not mistaken, bailed Trump out a bit in the past and is now in the Trump administration. I mean, these, I believe that these networks, these plans are uh, above the parties and even the nations and even the people we think are fighting the good fight for us. Probably, you know. Whether they know it or not, they're probably serving the same agenda. And uh, I believe that we are going to hear now that they're using the Trump victory, the Brexit victory, as proof positive that democracy needs to be modernized and controlled, basically, in this digital world. So, uh, Binkley, tell me, um, again, what's the setup here? And then replay that clip, if you would. This is the, the Chatham House, and this is the international think tank, and this is the Rothschild, Lisa Rothschild? Lynn. Lynn Rothschild. She's an audience member at the Chatham House think tank, which is titled Democracy, uh, Direct Democracy Participation Without Populism. Yeah, and uh, can you just play that little second half of the clip? Yes. Okay. Post-war. So... So I think what we, re, we need to up our game in two ways. Intellectually, we need to think about how do we need to change our culture, our religion, our definition of happiness, our definition of success, so that it creates a world that responds to the people who feel so disenfranchised by these very, you know, 
uh, ivory tower conversations. And I think that's where we need to put our best thinking. So I think that what she's saying, you pointed out that earlier in that clip that we played before the break, she she was talking about regular people and how they're just not thinking right anymore about neoliberalism, whatever she meant by that. So her prescription, if you listen to that clip a couple of times, you hear she was saying cultural, religious, happiness, uh, success, like the way we think about those things, us regular people, we need to create uh, redefine those things so that regular people can be happy in the world. These people, these regular people who are sick of the ivory tower stuff. So she's in the ivory tower and she didn't say we need to address their issues. She no. said they, we need to redefine what it means to be happy so people can accept the world. I think she's talking about lowering people's expectations. Hmm. Well, Certainly, they're trying to change people's expectations. They're definitely trying to get people not to think yeah. and not to govern themselves, but to be manipulated. I think that let's. I think the other clips will illuminate this a little bit more. I'm thinking, just as like a uh, here. Well, let's see, because the regular people is the populism. I think she was talking about that, or at least referring to that. This is a guy. Nathan Gardell's, who is a senior advisor to the Bergeron Institute. You, you're turning me on to this, Binkley, for the first time. I never even heard of it before. Had you? No. And what, do you know anything about it? I do not. This is the first I've heard of it. I know that this guy is releasing a book soon called Renovating Democracy, Governing in the Age of Globalism and Digital Capitalism. Nathan Gardell's? Yes. All right, well, now that you mentioned that... The globalism thing, you and I both talked about Trump and Brexit being used to create the pendulum uh, swing back towards globalism. But now I'm thinking it's even more profound than that. It's meant to fundamentally change our ideas about democracy or expectations from democracy itself. Like, I think that's what this guy's pointing to. Uh, And I think maybe, hopefully... This uh, clip 15 can can uh, help illuminate that that's really what we're talking about. Can you play this guy? Play, and then I'll tell you a little bit about this burger and guy, but play clip 15. That we're seeing the rise of populism in the West and the rise of China in the East and the spread of social media everywhere, uh, as uh, Razia said, is prompting a rethink of how democratic systems work or how they don't work. Globalization and digital capitalism are creating new classes of winners and losers that the old social contract is not configured to deal with. But China comes into the picture because it challenges the dysfunctional democracies of the West to get beyond polarization and paralysis and reach a governing consensus by other than illiberal means or fall into second-class status on the world stage. We have uh, a so-called leader of the free world Uh, who relishes battling his way through every 24-hour news cycle by hurling barbed tweets at sundry foes. By contrast, China's leader has used his enormous power to lay out a roadmap for the next 30 years. So there's the challenge. There is so much in that. (sighs) I just love the end of that clip there. Our guys on Twitter all the time, why China's thinking ahead. Yeah, and look at democracy. Look at what democracy got you, whereas... 
dictatorial, tyrannical communism is really, it's the future. I mean, didn't they just pass that that guy was going to be president for 30 years or something like that? I think for life. Yeah. I mean, it's, so this is a theme that you get from the left and the right, which drives me crazy. Is like, how are we supposed to compete? How is liberty, how is liberty and justice for all supposed to compete with tyrannical dictatorship and central yeah. control. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm dumbstruck. I found, I read a quote of a chick from the far right saying that. Yeah, I, they've been talking about this in all of these panel discussions at all of these think tanks. They've been saying the exact same thing. Well, I'll tell you, there's one thing that I think is important to understand, and that is central control is not a superior uh, model even just from a practical point of view, because it requires the collection of all knowledge, which is probably why DARPA has such yeah. a big part in in the tech world, because that is all about collection of knowledge. That's why they gave it to us. And if you, and it's, this is one thing that the great libertarian thinker Friedrich Hayek brought up was his theory of knowledge, which Wikipedia is based on, it's also the theory of the pricing mechanism, which is that all information cannot be like gathered and processed, but it is reflected in the simple pricing mechanism in that anything that stays on a shelf means the price is too high. Bring the price down. If the price goes down so much that you can't produce it because all of the information about what it costs to produce something and people's preferences and everything is in the cost of the item all of the information about preferences and utility and cost and efficiency and use of resources is reflected in a price that clears the supply and demand. And there is, and that will control the economy to the highest and best use for every single person in it. And, and if there is a problem, if someone is just incapable, physically incapable of engaging economically, that's a charity case and you can deal with that separately. But this idea that we need uh, that, that a centralized communist form of government is superior is just, uh, it's, a, it's a flaw. But you're hearing this all over the place, right? Yeah, they're echoing this theme at, all, at a lot of these panel discussions that and have topics about similar 5G, stuff like that. And the Russia part, too. They say, like, how are we supposed to compete with a crazed militaristic dictator who can doesn't have to answer to the people when he if he wanted to bomb Iran, he could just bomb it. Yeah. <laughs> how are we supposed to cope with that? You got to take other... the chains off for us so we can fight these guys is what it sounds like they're saying. Yeah. And what the theme. Yeah. Yeah. And what the th you're saying that. We, saying, yeah, we need we, to do some of this stuff, yeah, too. Right, exactly. And then this other idea that he says in that same clip, that there's the old social contract doesn't make, doesn't, doesn't allow for this modern world. But the old social contract, first of all, as an anarcho-capitalist, I question uh, if it's truly a contract. I didn't sign up for it. Russo, is that what we're talking about here? Uh, is it? I don't, I don't know. Really. I never, I only went for the, when I examined the Enlightenment era thinkers, I only ever looked at the Locke type, the the guys who went for freedom and liberty. 
I, I don't know. I'm not up on my Rousseau. Is he, it's is the he will the... of the people, the will of the masses. But Direct it's... democracy. Uh, I don't know. Direct democracy is what these guys are. But I don't think that's what they're really promoting. No, I don't think it is either. I think they're saying that. And I think some of the other clips where they talk about... Uh, they talk about who, how they're going to shape it really reveals that they are not actually after a democratic process, I think. Oh, absolutely. And he said in that clip, he calls it digital capitalism. He says that term a handful oh, of times. Yeah. And that is what we talked about a few weeks ago, is they're creating this generation of people who are only learning how to survive on the web, on the Internet. And if they are ever, you know, kicked off of it, kicked off a platform, they're not going to have the skills to survive outside of the digital world. Yeah. And and who created that? Let's talk about that. we got to take a quick break. I'll tell you who backs that guy, Nathan, we were just hearing from, who is the power behind him and uh, and we'll wrap up that uh, that little piece of the puzzle after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Yeah. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. On News ninety five five at AM seven fifty WSB. So we have been. Listening in on some clips of the power elite cooking up the next wave of controlling our democracy. And one of the, we've heard some shocking things. One of the powers behind the mouthpieces is a guy named Nicholas Bergeron. I never even heard of him. Evidently, he's a billionaire. He's behind a think tank that wants to reshape democracy. And uh, he's a member of the Council of Foreign Relations, the Brookings Institute, World Economic Forum. He's connected with the Safra family, which you're never getting to the bottom of, I think. And uh, and this is what he has in store for us. Hey, Binkley, can you play uh, clip 22? Traditional media used to be a filter. It's gone. Uh, so everybody has a voice. It's going to be irresistible for people to use that voice. Yeah. The question is, how do you filter those voices? And um, you've had... Traditionally, you had filters, political parties, you had traditional media. I don't think they're coming back uh, the way they used to, but you still need a, an editing or filtering system. Um, so how do you do it? Government has to be a service organization to serve everyone. It can't be distant. It has to, it has to reflect the view of the people. How do you reflect the view of the people? Just through elections and referendums, that's very crude. You've seen it in Britain. So there has to be a more sophisticated way of doing it. And you can involve people thanks to technology. You can have citizens' yeah. assemblies yeah, that can be um, an advisor yeah. to the public, to the elected officials, and to the bureaucracy, all of them. So you can use those tools to inform people, to inform government itself, uh, but you still need some form of filters. Boy, this guy has a lot in store for us. And you hear that echoed in what Obama used to say, what Vern Jordan said, even today. But I'll tell you, we get deeper into this, and there's so much more to know about this particular topic. If you want to go check out our latest podcast on thepropreport.com, this is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.